Hi, everybody. This is Love Him, Love Them with Linda Gunner, where we give hope, touch lives, and change hearts. Hi, everybody. My question for you today is, do you need to shut your mouth on social media? (laughs) That's just really quick. I got a couple of, I want to welcome you if this is your first time. Uh, I'd like to invite you, you, especially if you're on our YouTube channel, to make sure that you subscribe. That's a great way that you can help us monetize and and give to our organization that helps widows and orphans in the country of Haiti and also in the United States. We also have orphanages and churches and schools and Haiti is in a hot mess right now. We could really use your help through donations and and your prayers. So if you want to learn more about that, you can also go to our website at lovehimlovethem.org. Just love to give you some opportunities to serve others, both here in the United States and in Haiti. Now, I can promise you this. If you stick with me for the next 30 minutes, you are going to definitely hear something today that you have never heard before. I can promise you that. Hey, are you on social media? How much time are you on social media? <laughs> well, according to the latest, the latest data, the average amount of time on social media worldwide is set to hit 147 minutes, or that's two hours and 27 minutes a day. That was last year in 2022. Um, what do you, what do you, that's two and a half hours a day, people. There's only 24 hours in a day. And most of us are sleeping for eight hours. I can't do that calculation. My husband is the mathematician in our family. But if you take away another two and a half hours, that's a whole lot of time that we're on social media. What do you do and say on social, what you do on social media, what you do on it, what you say on it? it, Do you know it actually matters? There's a lot of Christians that are carrying themselves with kind of, you know, the pastor at our church. I heard him say last week, he was up there talking about something. He goes, and I do see y'all social media. He goes, a lot of y'all act like I don't see your social media. I don't know if you think I'm banned for your social media, but I, I see you on social media. And then I see you here on Sundays, right? You know who else sees our social media? Unbelievable. The things that people who in one post will say, Jesus loves you, or they'll give a Bible verse, and the next post they are cussing somebody out upside down and backwards and don't even mind doing so. While many Christians carry themselves with kindness and grace at church, once they tap on that social media app, they transform into some kind of a snarling beast. Oh, my goodness. I know a pastor... um, Oh, I, I just need to be so careful. There is a person that, uh, a pastor of a rather large church that apparently gets drunk. And while he's on social media, uh, it's very obvious that he is drunk and uh, definitely turns into a snarling beast, which you know what? Just is not really good marketing for Jesus Christ or the church. Christians are called to be Christ's ambassadors, even on social media. Therefore, we are ambassadors of Christ, God making his appeal through us. 2 Corinthians 5.20. I I would imagine that God is sitting in heaven many times going, please, please don't let him get on that app. Please, please don't let him comment. But for some reason, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, many times it seems like Christ is completely absent from our minds. I mean, like we are just have lost our minds. So here I want to talk to you today about some tips. Uh, to help us better represent Christ online (laughs) by addressing some common pitfalls that Christians are doing on social media, their attitude, their discernment, their distractions, and their nastiness. Um, 
I don't I don't quite understand what happens to us, but for some reason our attitude once we're on social media is completely different from I don't know if it's maybe that we feel bolder because we're not standing right in front of the person that we say things that we wouldn't normally say. But let's talk about our attitude. Don't be so negative. Don't be so negative on social media. You know, here's a fact. There is far more bad news than there is good news on social media. Christians can easily tap into that and the growing the growing immorality that's that's on social media, the loss of truth that's around us. But we have to be very very careful not to be in a constant state of negativity. You know, when Christians are more well known for what they are against than for what they are for, we all lose, right? So on your social media accounts, can you just be sure to share truth and beauty and goodness? How, how, how simple would that be? Truth. Some people say, well, it is true. What I say is true. No, I'm talking about not, not what's true. I'm talking about truth. Truth, beauty, and goodness. Philippians 4.8 calls believers to think about it this way. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, these are the things I need you thinking about. Rejoice in goodness. Share beauty. Show love. And here's a very simple tip. Don't get caught in every outrage war, (laughs) everything that people are so outraged about. You know, every day the world is up in arms about something. We're debating new laws. We're pointing fingers in the aftermath of tragedy. We feel the need to defend or attack every presidential tweet. I know so many college, seminary, educated Christians and that pastor that I mentioned earlier whose Twitter feeds amount to nothing more than their commentary on hot topics. You know, certainly there are some battles that are worth fighting. I get that. And I get the fact that Christians need to have a voice. But in reality, most people don't care. They don't care about any of the controversies after a few months have passed away. Christians would be better off representing their Savior with dignity and charity than having a meltdown over whatever the headlines are that day. Distractions. That's just all it is. Just being distracted from keeping our focus on Christ. Be careful not to be too partisan on your social media. You know, politics are important, but they are not the most important. They really aren't. Politics can become a serious distraction from the gospel and the Great Commission. Over the years, I've talked with many unbelievers who think that their Christian beliefs uh, with their parents' political views, they've equated those same things. We have to be very careful. There's messed up Democrats and messed up Republicans. Let me tell you something that's really messed up. In the country, you know, we only have three. Technically, we have two parties here, right? Republicans and Democrats. But then we also have libertarians, independents. So let's say we have four parties. Do you know in the country of Haiti, there are more than 57 parties? We don't even have a president now in the country of Haiti. We're living under complete gang control. We've got a hot mess going on. And everybody in the, around the world is saying that they're not going to help us until and unless we can have a presidential election. Well, in America, you see how it goes with just three or four parties. Can you imagine 57 political parties? 
You talk about unbelievable craziness. That's what it is. So we have to be careful that our family being more outspoken about our political beliefs than our religious beliefs. It's kind of no wonder that kids pick up on the politics that matter more than the truth of God's word. So be careful what you're standing so firm on. What a shame. If somewhere, let me ask you a question. If somebody was to scan through your social media accounts, what would they think mattered more to you? Your faith or your political party? There's a balance to be held for sure, but I think it's safe to say that too many Christians seem to give too much weight to politics. Another tip, don't use crude memes. I'm going to do a whole nother show about um, avatars and memes, uh, but there's no doubt about it. Memes are, a, are huge right now in our culture, and I don't want to get sidetracked on this right now, but you need to be really careful about using memes in any way, shape, or form. A lot of memes feature double, double purposes. Um, there's a lot of risque pictures in them, and they're generally very crude and very not godly. Let's put it that way. Just like you shouldn't say dirty jokes, you don't need to be making dirty memes, and you don't need to be liking them, and you don't need to be sharing them. Another thing is don't, don't self-elevate. Glorifying yourself is the oldest sin in the book. Adam and Eve fell for that. Uh, the serpent's lies were desiring to elevate themselves and to be like God. And the same serpent is quietly hissing in your ear today. <laughs> Avoid the temptation to use social media as an avenue to make yourself look great. Jeremiah 9.23 says, Thus says the Lord, Let not the wise man boast in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man boast in his might. Let not the rich man boast in his riches, but let him who boasts boast in this, that he understands and knows me. The following rules cover specific ways that we self-elevate. Self Don't humbly brag. We all know what it sounds tacky to brag, right? So what do we do? We humbly brag. Here's some examples <laughs> in humbly bragging. Um, I'm so sore from working out at the gym for two hours every day before, <laughs> before I go to work. I'm just so out of shape. We use others to make ourselves look good. I was so encouraged by eating dinner with Chris Tomlin last night. Um, so honored to have a good friend like him who remembers nobody's like me. Or we just straight up use the word humble. I'm so humbled that my latest YouTube video went viral, which by the way, I would love for this video to go viral but not because of anything with us, simply because we are sharing the truth of the word of God. Hashtag humbled, hashtag blessed. At the end of the day, humble brags, look at me, I'm amazing and I'm humble. Instead of humble bragging, why don't we just celebrate? Just celebrate it. I got my dream job. I'm thankful for my new car. It's okay to celebrate and people wanna celebrate with you, but don't ruin that with humbly bragging. What about spiritual bragging? I'm a young person in the ministry, and I know a lot of other people in young ministry. Young ministry, young ministry. A lot of things that people in young ministry do, they have they have in common that uh, they don't have a lot of money. So they commonly have Christians share things online, like our budget's been really tight lately. We're so thankful to have a loving family and a roof over our head. While that's a good sentiment, while they're really posting those things on social media for everybody to see, it might be, hey, we need some money. 
showing off your virtues online is very hypocritical. So we have to be very careful that when we do good things, we are not seeking affirmation from our Facebook friends. The affirmation from your Father in heaven is all you need. Oh my gosh, that needs to be right where we land. The affirmation from our Father in heaven is all we need. Do you hear me? Do you know that there are people, I I just read last week, there are literally teenagers who are changing their gender because of social media posts of their friends where their friends are getting so many likes and so many comments because they have changed their gender. And that is the basis on which these people are making decisions. These kids are making decisions of doing that on social media. We don't need the affirmation of friends on social media, but somehow that's the point that we've gotten to. And so if people feel like they don't fit in, or if people see other people's lives on social media going a different way, they want to do what the other person is doing to get those likes. <sighs> Honestly, people also use their social media to spiritually brag. Have you ever seen someone spiritually bragging about how long they're fasting? It seems to be an obligation for Christians to announce, you know, I've been spending too much time on social media lately, so I'm going to take some time off. I'm going to spend some more time with God. If you need to contact me, you can contact me by email or text. Have you ever seen that? I mean, people know how to contact you. More importantly, Jesus specifically said, do you ever, do you know what Jesus said about fasting? He said, don't announce to everyone that you're fasting. Matter of fact, he said, put oil on your face and you need to look like uh, such an amazing person that the fasting, that's not something that we announce. When you anoint your head with oil, wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but your father who is in secret. So not only are we not doing that, we're telling everybody, hey, I'm going to do this. That's, we need to be very careful because God says he will see in secret those what you're what you do in secret, that's how God rewards you. Matthew 6, 17. Your father who sees in secret will reward you. It is good to fast from social media. But there's a simple fact you don't need to tell the world what you're doing it. And most often that amounts to bragging and it's stolen your own goodness. You need to also be very careful on social media to not act like you have it all together. There's a um I, Just because you don't fall to the praise of social media, you need to be very careful that the kids that are coming up, you don't understand how how they do. I think people are leaving their spouses because of what they see other people on social media. They are so inclined to think that everyone has the perfect family and the perfect world. Um, Photos of families that are smiling perfectly. So you never want the the world to know that you're yelling and screaming and hollering at the kids before those go on there, before those pictures come up. People people share pictures of perfect families and perfect homes and perfect lives all over the place. And so all of a sudden we feel obligated to have our lives that perfect. And if our life is not that perfect, then we don't want that life anymore. We're seeking out alternatives to find that life. But it's a sham. Have the courage to be real. Share the photos of your kids crying. Laugh at your own cooking failure. While you might not look perfect and be honest, as an ambassador of truth, being trustworthy is more valuable than being attractive. And finally, I want you to know this. 
You need to have discernment. Don't just blindly blindly trust all Christian sources. I'm going to tell you a lot of times when I'm doing research for our, our YouTube videos or the topics that we have, when you Google a topic, right now I'm working on one about gluttony. Um, this is a surprise to everybody, but I think that's going to be my next book is about gluttony. Do you know how many people are struggling with gluttony, with being overweight, with dieting, with that that struggle is a struggle that goes on their whole life. My 85-year-old mother, just the other day when we were talking about our goals for, our, uh, for the new year, she, 85 years old. And the first goal she said was, I want to lose 50 pounds. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, is that going to be me when I'm 85? But the, I say that to say this. When I was Googling about gluttony and about sin and about the seven deadly sins and about the demon, is, is gluttony a sin or a demon? Is, do, we have to sac- do we need to crucify the flesh or cast the demon out? Oh, my goodness. You really have to know what the Word of God says because when you just take what, what we see on social media or what we see on the Internet, there's really dangers there because there's a lot of false teaching there's a lot of Christians, Christians that are quick to protect false teachers and prosperity gospel preachers against unbelievers because the false teacher claims to be a Christian. You need to be very wary because the pastor that you're defending very well may be a wolf in sheep's clothing. So the other side actually comes out seemingly conservative Christian bloggers or news sources If you don't have discernment, not only if you don't have discernment, if you don't know what the Word of God says, you need to be very careful who you are liking and who you are sharing and who you are um, agreeing with, with the Word of God on social media. Don't get your your gospel from social media. Get your gospel from the Word of God because those teachers are dangerous. And there are many, many of their values that might align with ours, but you've got to be very careful because just like there were Pharisees in Jesus's day, there are plenty of moral people today who don't understand the gospel. And here's another thing. Don't just blindly share Christian quotes. You know, there's a lot of inspirational quotes out there that actually contradict scripture. And if people know you as a Christian, or even if you go to church and they think you're a Christian, and all of a sudden you're sharing things that are not biblical, but they follow you and follow the path because you are the only Bible they see, um, you gotta be you gotta be very, very careful with that. So uh, you you know, this all goes down to even if I'm telling you to shut up on social media, what we're, what I'm really saying is if the Bible doesn't say it, don't say it. If the Bible doesn't clearly t- tell you to do that, you know, a lot of things about people talking about putting themselves first, making sure you're number one, uh, making sure that everything that you need and you want is satisfied first. Think about that. Does the Bible say that? The Bible tells us in Luke 9, 23 to deny ourselves and that if we're really his disciples, we're going to take up our cross and follow him and we're going to, we're going to be last. Matthew 16, 24, Luke 9, 23 tells us that. So before you just blindly share quotes that things that look encouraging or look Christianese, you need to check it out and see if, is that what the Bible says? And don't give up, don't give in to Christian peer pressure. You know, there's so many posts, so many images that end something like this. If you 
<laughs> if you love Jesus, like and share. If you don't, do nothing. Are you for real? <laughs> there is nothing more grade school manipulation so that people can get more likes on their posts. I mean, it's just don't don't fall into the trap. And then also don't be mean. I'm just going to say it. Christians can be downright rude, mean, and nasty on social media. Now, when we read the Gospels, we see Christ using severe language with some people. But note, he's only harsh with the self-righteous, with the lost, and with the prostitutes, and with the tax collectors. Jesus is very gracious, right? Look at Colossians 4, 5, and 6. Walk in wisdom toward outsiders. Oh, my goodness. We just talked about having wisdom. Most of us don't know how to walk in wisdom with outsiders because we don't know what wisdom is because we don't know what the Bible says. Making the best use of your time. Let your speech always, which is making the best use of your time, being on social media for two and a half hours a day. I'm just asking. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt. Do you know what seasoned with salt means? You can easily just toss into the conversation a bit of what the Bible says easily so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. Uh, we, we have social media. We have people that sometimes uh, say interesting things to us. But you know what? We have specific instructions with the people that run our social media to not do this last one, and that is do not attack people. Don't attack people. That's that's not even Christ-like. If somebody shares a post or a video or an article that you disagree with, you know, <laughs> you just don't need to attack them. How can any intelligent person believe this? I mean, you don't want to put that on there, right? Only a fool would say this or, or put in a, a scripture verse there. Those are all examples of what not to do. When we get in a dis- disagreement online, whether it's with believers or non-believers, we just don't need to go there. There is a much better way to disagree. If you if you feel like you need to engage, which Michael is very good at this, DJ is medium good at this, I'm horrible at this. I mean, I know that what I first want to do and what I first want to say is in my flesh, and so I don't need to say that. But try to get a, if, if you are going to engage, try to get a clear perspective on why does that person believe that? And then you can respectfully share your, your disagreement with that belief. But some people are going to get nasty no matter how polite you are. And so that's usually a great sign that you don't even need to consider. You don't even need to continue that conversation. And here's another thing. Don't be too proud to apologize. Just just don't be too proud to apologize. Um, I got a phone call last night from somebody that um, got an interesting apology. Sometimes it takes years. Sometimes it takes a long time. Uh, but don't get carried away. Sometimes you just realize after the fact uh, that we just need to have the humility to say, I'm sorry. Okay. And here is a bonus rule. Thank people for being civil. (laughs) It seems like having a civil disagreement is extremely rare. It's a rare phenomenon, but we need to learn how to disagree with charity. And on social media, you can have a disagreement that is civil. Be an encourager. Always encourage people, even if they disagree with you. Because think about this. We are Christ's representatives, no matter where we go, whether it's in a restaurant or online. 
And social media has changed the very nature of how we communicate. So you have the opportunity to broadcast every thought and every opinion you have on an unprecedented scale. But Christians cannot forget that everywhere we go, we are the representation of our Savior. So before you post, before you tweet, before you share, remember, you are an ambassador for Christ. And in the same way, Matthew 5.16 tells us, let your light shine before others, that we may see your good deeds and may glorify your Father in heaven. So don't, don't, don't instigate quarreling. Don't be impulsive, either with what you post or how you respond. Don't be disrespectful. You know, sometimes, uh, and don't gossip. Oh my gosh, when you see something online, it's not your, not your job to, to go down and gossip. Don't seek attention. Um, it's, it's our job to be the salt and the light of the world. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to encourage you one more time. Having said all of this, I'm, I'm still convinced that social media can be used in a God-honoring and edifying way. I know it can. I've seen it. However, I've also seen how it can ruin the reputation of Christ and of Christ's followers. So we've got to live and in, in honorably in both the sight of God and of man. And this requires being honest about our motives behind our social media usage. You know, Jesus warns that if something is causing you to sin, you got to get rid of it. You can gain all the followers and all the attention and all the controversy and ultimately bring shame and disrepute on Christ. So my prayer is that some of the principles that we've shared today will help you seek to honor Christ before man. And if necessary, that you will pluck out the eye that is causing you to sin. We, we have a responsibility. A lot of people, especially in today's world, think that everything is demonic and that everything has to be cast out. But here's, here's the truth of the matter. We have free will. And that free will allows us to sin or not to sin. And so if you're spending two and a half hours on social media every day, I'm just going to ask a question. How much time are you spending in the Word of God? And how much time are you spending praying for others? And how much time are you spending encouraging others? How much of that two and a half hours that you are elevating your blood level and, and, and arguing with other people and critiquing other people, how much of that time could be used to encourage others? You know, Satan comes to steal and destroy. And he's stealing the time away from you in your day the same way he can steal away your relationship with God. So he's very crafty. He is very, very sneaky. And he's very deceiving. Watch yourself. Be smart. And make sure that the time that you're spending, we can't get it back. That's one thing that once that time ticks off, it's gone. It's over. Once that two and a half hours is gone, it's done. It's over. So don't, you might need to not only shut up on social media, you might need to shut it off <laughs> and make sure that that time that you need to spend with the Father to get that peace and actually that affirmation, the affirmation that you may be looking for on social media, God can give that to you. He can give you that affirmation. He's the one that we need to seek our approval from. 
And he's the one that we need to make sure that our kids are looking for approval from instead of fitting in or getting likes. He wants us to love him. And we, are, we do need to love them. And one of the ways that you might be able to love them the most is to really watch your mouth on social media. And that's what I encourage you to do so that you can love him and love them.